The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a Talking Cowboys Tuesday here from the SWBC studios at the Star in Frisco again. An off-season edition of your favorite show on DallasCowboys.com. We are raring to go. We have an entire hour in front of us, and we're going to talk about everything under the sun that happens to deal with the Dallas TCT, baby. There's no sun outside, CT. Yeah, no T. sun outside today in Dallas, but that's okay. We're still going to talk about it. P. Yes, sir. When are we going to get our pictures of you in blue bonnets? It's blue bonnet season, oh. man. You know, Are you laying in the blue bonnets with both hands <laughs> under your chin? The little cards. <laughs> your ankles crossed? Come on. <laughs> We're going to get a Rob P. Island postcard. Come on, man. That is like a thing I like to do in springtime. Yes, I like to lay in the blue bonnets. <laughs> I need to see Rob P. laying down, hands under the chin, hey, ankles crossed. <laughs> hey, I'm like telling a, you. Can we... It, like we have, house picture. Yeah, exactly. We have talking Cowboys fans out there that are proficient with Photoshop. Yes. Can I want as many renditions do of it. that imagery yes. as possible? Blue bonnet. Do it now. At qui- as quickly as possible. I want Rob Phillips' face plastered all over somebody sitting in blue bonnets. It has That's to be. A great it has idea. to be Rob. I want, as many, I want as many hey, of them as possible. It has to be Rob P <laughs> on Rob P Island laying in a hole. <laughs> I'm in swim trunks. Yeah. It's a Rob P Island in a sea yes. of blue yes. bonnets. It's blue yes. bonnet season. What, what, what did we start here? What, what, did we, what did you start here? Now, that might, Emmy would love doing that. Of course she would. That would be awesome. The internet is undefeated, by the way. So I'm looking. I was going to say, let's get him a clean shot. Just smile on your camera real quick there, Rob. With yeah, the there you go. <laughs> he's like, he's taking a drink of water. He's doing everything. <laughs> Can you finish blue the whole bonnet. bottle right here? Deja <laughs> Blue funny. Bonnet. <laughs> oh, man. Nice. That's Took awesome. you off the rails right away. Yeah, that was good. Let's good job. Go. Have the good mic job, in there. By the way, I've got a shout out. Uh, <laughs> Friend of the show, Jerry Smith, was out at Kroger last night. I guess I shouldn't say that. At a grocery store last night. Yeah. And he stopped me and he goes, hey, like, we lo- I love your show. <laughs> he was a big fan of Talking Cowboys. He's been like a day one listener, even before we were on the show, uh, when, when when it was Bill and Mickey and you yeah. and, and everybody involved. And he said he loves the show, wanted us to pass it along. And real nice guy. Glad he it took the time to say hi, so I thought I'd give him a shout-out. Was out. that a subtle brag right there? Just a little humble uh, brag? A just little flex. A little flex? I mean, they recognize, no. they recognize you, right, no, Kyle? No, they actually recognized Lorena, who's, by the way, it's her oh. uh, 28th birthday today. Well, happy well, freaking happy birthday. birthday. All right. Happy and so birthday. he was like, yeah, it's your birthday. And so she's the real celebrity, honestly. So. I mean, obviously. Yeah, but. No flex on my side, but. I mean, it's a flex. She's kind of your lady now. So. <laughs> it was it was subtle. At least yeah. you're in the subtle. He's so deflecting right now. Did you see that? Did you see that? that? Did he, did he's, like a, he's definitely playing Pong over right. there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I got a birthday shout-out in there as well. Yeah, you so. did? I like that. Happy birthday, Lorena. Cool but, points. Yeah, so... <laughs> 
<laughs> had a fun run in with him yesterday right after. Oh, come on, Chris. He did. He did. Uh, he did. He did. He did. He did. Yeah. Got it. I got to turn my headphones on. I got to turn my headphones on. Actually, there we go. Two, give him two because that was a double whammy. He wanted to work bang. in the show and, and Lorena. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Very, very good. Well done. That's oh. her birthday. The song. birthday song go. from Chris in the background. There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> he has so much trouble. <laughs> I sounded like so glow in the background. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk Cowboys. And since that is the name of the podcast, uh, we will talk about the Dallas Cowboys at some point. Oh, uh, we got an hour. hour. You know, it's two weeks of the draft. Yeah. We got time to talk. Two stuff. weeks till yeah, the draft. We're going to talk plenty of draft. We're going to talk about what have the Cowboys done to this point to kind of set up their draft strategy. But, Rob, news and notes we have a fullback on the roster again. Yay. Went out and signed a guy. Give us some news and notes. A what fullback. happened? I told you they might not be done. I, I told done. you. I told you. Ryan Nall has joined the Dallas Cowboys Who? on a one-year contract. Ryan, Ryan Nall. Nall. Veteran hmm. running back. He was listed as a running back with the Bears. The Cowboys view him as a fullback and probably, most importantly, a special teams guy. Mm. Yeah. He joined the 90-man roster and... Uh, you know, and, and and give Bones Fossil a core special teams guy to compete for a roster spot. You know, they they didn't use a lot of fullback. I mean, they used the Mac package with Connor McGovern a little bit last season, but I think by and large, this was a probably a special team signing. Yeah, because they lost a special teamer in Malik Turner. Another news and note. Boom. Go for it, Isaiah. What you got? Talk about him. Yeah, you, didn't like, you liked him. Yeah. I mean, how many how many touchdowns did he have? Mm. Three. Yeah, listen, I mean, uh, special teams contributions, of course. I mean, but he also came in there and he was a valuable asset at receiver, regardless of the garbage time, whatever you want to call it. I was about to say, a the lot dude of that was ha- late in the game. It doesn't matter. He still has to go out there and run routes and catch balls over professionals. Yeah. Right? I mean, so, I mean, you let, I don't know how you allow it. And, and I obviously stood on the mountaintop as soon as they signed him. I said, that's a heck of a signing. Right? They snuck him. They snuck him because he's a, he's he's a he's an asset offensively. He actually gives you some depth offensively that you can actually depend on. And he's also a a core special teamer, like core, not just a just not a every so often contributor. Like no, that's a guy that we need him on the field. Like where the heck is he at? Yeah. You know what impact is he going to have? I don't know how you allow him to freaking walk off, man. So now the I'm, question is priority. You know why why didn't this guy get prioritized? And I, I think you know obviously for everyone in Cowboy Nation right now, the bigger question is like what are we doing? <laughs> They want to know uh, because when you lit Amari Cooper, uh, Cedric Wilson, and now Malik Turner, uh, with and just looking at Malik and said as far as on the special team side of it, uh, you come back to the answer to that is no. Um, obviously, there there are a lot of missing pieces right now, and no one feels comfortable with the direction this thing is going. So something major has to be getting ready to go down. I mean, major, it's a, major like, what would that have to be I for you to consider it on the Richter scale of being major? Rookie of the year. Has to be rookie of the year. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, something so that's a draft Something pick. has to be going down. I mean, because to your point, you know, you just lost two receivers. Both of them are huge contributors on special teams. And let's not even talk about how they fill out your depth on your at the, at the receiver position. And, you know, obviously some of the other things that have transpired in this offseason, but, you know, those are that's three receivers gone. Three receivers gone. Two of them, which are, you know, like I said, core special teamers. How are you going to fill these voids? I mean, at this point, you're rolling the dice and you're hoping, right? You, and you're depending on your scouting department and all those guys that get paid to do this, watch film. I get it, right? Those guys have a job to do and they do it well. However, it's still a question mark as you're going into the draft. And some of these guys that we're letting go, a you know, i.e., you know, Malik, Malik Turner type of guys, like those are easier guys to sign and secure. 
Like, you don't let those guys go because they're not going to cost you a lot of money. You can rely on them. They're very dependable, right? They're contributors. Why would you let those guys go to somebody that you're probably going to face down the road like San Francisco? Like, you just don't let those guys go. It was a one-year deal with the 49ers. Was there money on that? At all I, I announced yet? I didn't see money on it. I didn't it. either. Um, but I was just looking up his stats. And, you know, we talked a lot about how efficient Cedric Wilson was for this team the last <laughs> few years. Yep. Uh, pretty efficient season for Malik Turner. When you look at, he played in 14 games last year. He played only 126 snaps on offense. And he had, he had 12 catches, 149 yards, and he said three touchdowns. Plus, core special teams guy. So, uh, to me, it's... Um, 25% touchdowns? Is that what I heard? Yeah, hmm. yeah, pretty, okay. pretty good, pretty efficient. Um, you know, they drafted Simi Fajoko. They spent a draft pick, uh, invested in him, and so your hope is that he takes a step forward. And I think I, I keep saying this. I mean, I think they're pretty confident that they can draft a guy in the first whatever rounds, three rounds, uh, four rounds, and get a guy and develop him, and he can he can be a, an immediate contributor. And I think something that stands out a little bit more, yes, we are going to talk Simi Fajoko here in a second, Isaiah. Are we? You may want to keep drinking that water bottle. Uh, w- w- talking about the efficiency and touchdowns in the back end of it, he, I mean, he was targeted 16 times. Yeah. He was targeted 16 times, and eight of those res- resulted in first downs. So he didn't catch four passes, and he's still two-thirds of his – his grabs came for the first down or went to at least 10 yards. That's something to, to note. He was a reliable guy late in the game or even in the middle of the game if you really needed him to to throw him the football, and he didn't cost a whole lot. And he was, number, what's he was your number six, right? Yeah. He was your number six receiver. Yeah. He was, uh, you maybe argue that he was ahead of Noah Brown by the end of the year. Okay, You could argue that. Five. But I agree with you. He's five or six either way. And he still had some efficiency to his game. I just, I, Look, guys. Is the writing on the wall that this is Simi Fajoko time, though? Let's 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 pour out a little liquor right now for Malik Turner. Yes. <laughs> just, just, play a little taps. It's over with. I mean, we have got to get this ship moving. And, and the way that everybody's talking. what? Ship okay. moving. Okay. Okay, we've got to get it moving. I said uh, nautical. I just want to hear Because you. right now, uh, <laughs> it, it seems like sabotage offseason. You know, it really does. What are we what are we trying to do? Are we building this thing towards the the Los Angeles Rams way of just come in and sign and do it the way you want, spend all the money you want? That's not what we're doing this offseason. There are guys that we didn't prioritize. He was the sixth receiver. You drafted Simi Fajoko pretty high last year. You got to get some bang for that buck, for that pick. Yeah, they're going to give him an opportunity to to go earn it. It's not guaranteed. Just like I don't think James Washington's spot in the rotation is guaranteed. I think he's going to be no. on this team, but he's got to go earn it because I fully expect they're going to draft a guy that's going to compete. And Michael Gallup will be back within the first month of the season, let's say, regular season. Now, will he be Michael Gallup right away? That's the biggest question. That's a question mark because, I mean, that's a serious injury we're talking about. Simi Fajoko, how much confidence, 1 through 10, to be that third guy? To be a guy who could come in and give you significant snaps late in the game, how much confidence do you have in him moving into this season? Kyle, I can tell you I don't have a lot of confidence in him. I didn't get an opportunity to see a lot of him in yeah. game action. Um, is he what, what type of receiver is he? Can he block? Uh, is he kind of. a masterful route runner? You know, what, is, what, is he, what is he like after the catch? All we have to go on is what he did at Stanford. Nothing in his rookie year is telling me that he's able to fill those shoes. And that's why I think everybody's kind of standing back like, what the heck is this? Uh, but, yeah, we know Noah Brown can, can block. We know he can catch. Yeah. Uh, he may not be the, your best yak receiver that you have, but still, he, he still fits the bill, the bill there. 
You have Dalton Schultz in the mold as well, fold as well as somebody you could throw the football to a little bit. But nobody wants to hear that. They don't want to hear those names. No. They want to hear not no, when you've had the weaponry that they've no. had in the past. And, no, and, and, and they've been rumored to be at least poking around on a couple veterans who went to other teams. Or, or Brandon Cook stayed where he was at. Uh, Houston, right? Yes. And Devontae <clears throat> Parker wound up in New England. They were rumored to kind of be. So it's obvious that they're looking. They're looking. They realize you don't just trade Amari Cooper and let Cedric Wilson go and, and draft a receiver and, and sign James Washington and say we're good, especially with Michael Gallup's situation. I, I, they they know they've got to get depth. You so, know, but they're but. The questions are well founded, man, because it's that is a lot to replace. Yeah, and my questions they were <clears throat> semi Fajoko. Obviously, there wasn't a lot of game film out there. We saw a lot in the preseason. I think he suited up for one, maybe two games this year. He suited up for five games. Oh, he but did. Most of it was on special teams. He didn't register a catch. Okay, got you. All right, and which is fine. Yeah, right? which is fine. And that's all I would really expect out of him in this first year. However, what impact are you having on special teams? Right? Where are you playing on special teams? Are you just out there because they're like, man, we spend money on you and we, we got to find somewhere for you to go? Or are you actually going to be an impact guy on special teams? Are you going to be a cover guy that's actually inside instead of an outside containment guy? Are you going to be on a kick return as an actual returner. Like, what is your impact on special teams instead of just being a guy that's getting thrown in there because we put money on you? Also, what impact are you having offensively? As a rookie drafted in his position, okay, maybe you're not offensive contributor, but you have you damn sure better be a special teams contributor yeah. and somebody that everybody can rely on. And I don't, I didn't see that in camp. I didn't see that in his snaps during the season, and that's why my output on him, my outlook on him is is low unless some things change this offseason. There's always a whole offseason for things to change, for your mentality, for you to watch film, for you to get coached, all those kind of things. He can come back a totally different player, but what I have seen of him to date does not give me the, the boat of confidence that he is going to be an impact player for this team in any capacity, especially the type of receiver that he is. He doesn't fit this scheme. How does he fit it? He's big, he's heavy, he doesn't run very precise routes from the things that I've seen. He's slow out of his break. He's not a guy, as we're going towards Kellen Moore's system where anybody can play anywhere. That's kind of what we're going Plug to now, play. right? Plug and play guys, right? Yeah. Everybody has to be quick, mm. right? No one, no one just ginormous receiver out there. Everybody has to be quick. Everybody's precise route runners, and everybody can catch the dog on ball and get vertical. Not necessarily looking for a bunch of burners, right? He's a juggernaut type of dude. If you let him get off the line of scrimmage, he's going to build speed. He can beat you down the field that way. That's yeah. what he did in Stanford. Yeah, That's what yeah. he did in Stanford, yeah. but that's not what this offense calls for. Gotcha. Okay. Right? This offense calls for you better be able to get, the, get off the line of scrimmage. You better run a five- to seven-yard route, catch the ball, and then split a defender and try to get a first down. Because he has the straight-line speed. He I mean, does. He has the 4-4-3 that he ran, of course, for the combine last year, and then uh -huh. he turned around, and he didn't have the best 10-yard split. He was probably middle of the pack, but he's not a good route runner either so when he has to change direction and he has to kind of get going he's not there he's not that and, instant yeah offense and that's why i said juggernaut right he's a juggernaut guy he has to build Big momentum dude. right he's a bigger heavier guy he runs heavy when you watch him at least for this past year he runs heavy that's the first thing that stood out with me i mean we were sitting out there watching the first ota i believe it was and i'm like he's 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 heavy yeah. you know he's, he just runs heavy everything just looks like doo, 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 doo. and it just didn't get out of his breaks and then when you watch him on special teams back then in otas in, in camp he didn't seem like he wanted 
to have a, be an impact guy on those teams. He didn't seem like he was a guy who understood what his role was on that team at that particular time, who was who was determined and adamant about coming in there saying, "All right, I'm not going I'm not touching the field on offense, but I'm damn sure going to make an impact on especially." It, I didn't feel that energy from him. And maybe that changes. Yeah. Isaiah just politically correctly buried Simi Fajoko. <laughs> He's done that throughout the last 2 years. What are you talking about? Since OTAs. It was, it was politically He's correct. He calls time. him a, a juggernaut. And then he goes, doo-doo, doo-doo. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, so you talk about straight line speed. So you said two things, right? You yeah, said he has four, he has four, four, three straight line speed, right? But his ten yard split wasn't great, no. right? So what does that mean? That means that your first ten yards is mm, kind of slow. Takes, takes you a while. Time to no. get going. If I know that you're as a defensive back, if I know that you're a heavier guy and that has good straight line Proud speed, I am not letting you off the line of scrimmage. Yeah. There's no clean no, I, release. Yeah, and. My whole thing is he's not guaranteed anything. I mean, if he can, no, if, he can if he can come out and earn a spot, awesome. Maybe he can pick up the nine snaps a game that that Malik Turner played. And but you know, maybe he's not a spe- if he can't play special teams, that's going to be a hard thing to do because you got to be able to do that in the back. That's how Noah Brown has stayed here for like twelve years. Yeah. What feels like twelve years, you know. But I, I think. Will we feel better about this if they draft a receiver in the first round, second round, yes. third round? No. No? Because I mean, that's no. not where their draft picks need to go in terms of what we, what we said last week. right? Their draft picks need to go towards offensive line. I because if you can't block the if you can't block the running scheme and if you can't protect Dak, then nothing matters well, anyway. They need both. I think without question, those are the top most two glaring needs that they have going in. And that brings me to the question that was on the rundown today anyways was the fact that have the Cowboys done enough to allow them to take best player available the last two drafts they've looked at their board the way that it has fallen and they've said we can take the best player on our board 2020 it was CD Lamb 2021 it was Micah Parsons which one of those two guys would have been taken if they didn't have Mm -hmm. those needs already semi-covered on the back end I don't get that feeling this year. They don't have the same liberty that they've had the last two years because there are so many holes. And Rob said it himself a second ago was they have other things that they need. You can't have that BPA. It's going to be a BPA best player available in the area of need. And, I mean, at the moment, that's the offensive line, right? Yeah, I would think Especially so. Especially at 24. I mean, like we, like we mentioned last week, Corner was a position last year they didn't really address other than re-signing Jordan Lewis. Mm-hmm. So you kind of felt like they needed to go do that early. There's always a position. I just feel like this year, and maybe they disagree because they haven't been that active. Other than They have re-signed a bunch of their guys. They've re-signed like a dozen of their own guys, which is important. But maybe they feel like they're, they're covered more than it seems like on the outside because <laughs> I think you can look at receiver, you can look at obviously guard. Defensive end, edge pass rusher, tight end, linebacker. You can go a lot of different directions and say if they take a guy in the first few rounds at this position, well, yeah, that's a need. You know, that's a need. I mean, they don't they don't seem as covered going in as I feel like they have in past years. And the weird part about it is when you look at those those two drafts that you're talking about, the stars had to align for you to get CeeDee Lamb yeah. and Michael Parsons. Right. I mean, you take a time machine back last year <laughs> this time. We're not talking about Micah. A guy that fit, literally failed to you. You traded out of the spot with your, with your enemies to then come back and get him later, and he ends up being defensive rookie of the year. So many things like that can happen this year as well. And I think that's what, what Jerry was saying. You know, if, if I have a CeeDee Lamb fall to me or Micah Parsons fall to me, well, who are those guys in this draft? That's the really confusing part, and that's what's so masterful about this 
magazine that you wrote is how the hell can anybody look at this draft one through 32 and say, oh, it's going to fall like this? Because there's so many of these players that are enigmatic. They're an anomaly. You, they may have the body type and all of those things. And you're basing projecting based off of their future. Mm-hmm. But who is your Soul? Who is, you know, who are those guys that are just can't miss guys at the top 10? I don't think you have that. And I'm not saying. Probably five guys, and those five are going to go in the top seven picks because even they're not consensus. There's like five guys up there that are like they're going to be top five picks, and but even then it's it's still wide open. And it's not a quarterback draft either. That's probably what throws a lot in. Where you're not going to get five guys taking the first 12 picks at quarterback that push down a lot of. Position if, if you're lucky, you. you have three or four. If, you, if you're yeah, lucky, yeah. Look, they have three quarterbacks in this in this draft that they're talking about. To me, don't even qualify for the first twenty picks. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's going to be a team that's going to jump out the cake and do that anyway. Now, I'm not saying that this is Tony Mandrich, to- Troy Aikman kind of draft that you're going to have a bona fide bust in at the top five. But I'm just saying, how do these guys draft it? And if you're the Cowboys, you're looking in your cupboard and saying, like, what do we need? I know we're, from the outside looking in, we think they need everything, but they have an idea of how they're going to play next year. You still have Connor McGovern. You still have Terrence Steele. Those may not be names that you, you want to hear, but those are your guys now. Yeah. All right? We're going to say offensive linemen. That's what we need. But what are we still in the hybrid tweener guy? Are no. we going guard center? No. Are we saying <clears throat> bona fide? We need a left tackle because – that's another position. Tyron's we need, on his way out. Yeah. yeah. Or, yes. we, or we need bona fide a, a, a left guard. This is how we're going to shore up this position. Or is everybody, when we're thinking one direction, the front office is saying we are going to get a stud in the middle of our defensive line or a linebacker. It's just so much to be answered. And, and the moves that they're not making is really what's confusing you yeah. the most because you're like, you have nobody in your wide receiver room. Nobody. Uh, how are you going to do you. this? Is this a trade down draft? For the Cowboys? Yes. Unless they see a guy that they know, like if Dan Quinn, Mike McCarthy, say this is a guy that we have to have, we've identified and we have to have him, it may be a trade-up draft. Uh, the, the, yeah, last, the last time hard. they did something like that was 2013 with uh, Travis Frederick. They, yeah. they were picking, I don't know, 20, might have been 24? I don't know. Sharif Floyd was a guy that they were connected Enamored to Enamored with, yeah. Traded down, got an extra third. Got Terrence Williams in the third round and took Travis Frederick at 31. And I think it was in part because well, they thought they could get him there. But maybe it's a situation. We got a mailback question about that. Like, if you feel like, ah, we can get our guy or there's a group, a clump of prospects that we feel good about getting any of them at whatever <laughs> pick you trade down to, that's an option. I mean, it's a deeper draft because there's more prospects this year, right? I think it's more likely to trade down mm-hmm. than it is to trade yeah. up. But Heckman brings up a good point because they're doing their their research. They're bringing in these top guys. Jordan Davis should not be there at twenty four defensive tackle, but he was Jordan. brought in. He's yeah. a thirty visit guy who's who was in the in the room. Same thing with a Drake London, he wide receiver out of USC. He's not necessarily a guy that should be there at twenty four either. They're doing these this research. Charles Cross, offensive tackle for Mississippi State. A lot of people think he's a top ten lock. He was here. Well, CD so, CD Lamb. Was a top ten lock as well. They talked to him at the combine for fifteen minutes. Didn't have him on a virtual visit. Yep. Didn't have. He was not even in part of their mock drafts leading up. So you have to always be ready for those things. I guess. Yeah. But the the fact is, is they used 
three to five yeah. visits out of these 30 visits on guys They're that are obviously to going yeah. to be out of reach or, I mean, as much as you can say, no matter obviously. No matter what they, they do, and I said it last podcast, the guy, he has to come in and be ready to play. Yeah. Yep. If you're going to trade out, if you're going to trade down, it's going to be for a guy that can play immediately. There's no developmental situation in Dallas. You, you get tri- picked first, you're playing. <laughs> if you're trading down, you've got to be confident that there are five guys there that no Josh are going Balls? to be there. Huh? No Josh Ball? Josh Ball was like a fourth-round pick. He's a fourth-round pick. Let's not get carried away. Tyler Biotish played as a fourth-round pick, but he's the exception, not the rule. He was a starter halfway through his rookie year. But that's a great point. I mean, it's still, I mean, you have a lot of options there. You're just Josh not calling Ball. them out. Josh Ball at the moment, kind of like how Heckman was saying, you talk about guys that are in the building. Josh Ball's your swing tackle right now. Right this second, Josh Ball's probably your swing tackle. I haven't seen him do anything, so I can't speak to but, him. Well, he barely put there. on pads in yeah. camp and got hurt. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, do we need to go to break? Yeah, I'm going to take, a, take a quick break. I, I, I had a question for you to kind of carry over if you want. Yeah, teaser. let's do it. Teaser? You want to tease it? It's just, you know, we'll do a little draft show overlap here in a second. Ah, draft I, show yeah, overlap. Because you're the, I mean, you wrote a magazine. Yeah, let's, let's get into that. Let's talk about the draft when we come back with more Talking Cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek, and we're both with... United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Back to Talking Cowboys. Welcome back to the second segment of Talking Cowboys. Be sure to head to the Star in Frisco for the 2022 Cowboys Draft, presented by Miller Lite from Thursday the 28th through Saturday the 30th. Enjoy live draft coverage, entertainment, a free youth camp on Friday night, and Draft Day 5K, presented by Baylor Scott & White Health on Saturday morning. For more details, go online, 
Visit DallasCowboys.com slash draft. And that's the Dallas Cowboys Star Magazine draft guide modeled by our very own Isaiah Stanback. He was in draft guides at one point in time. He loves his UW guys on the cover. Over 110 prospects outlined, detailed scouting reports. Got rankings in there. Top 10 Cowboys picks of all time at each position. Feature stories. Yeah, take it. Take it. You earned it. But yeah, go get it. It's on stands now. You can get it at like extras. Yeah, grocery. <laughs> you get it at the grocery store. You can get it at the Barnes and Noble. You can get it at wherever you want to go. You can get the Dallas Star Magazine <clears throat> draft guide, or you could get it online. By the way, you can find a digital issue for those of you not in the DFW area. Kyle, that's impressive, man. Thanks, man. Worked hard on it. I'm not surprised, but it's impressive. <laughs> Thanks. I'm glad you're not surprised. No. Hey, you actually did work one time. Thanks. I mean, you know, you're filling the broadest role, which ain't easy. I mean, uh, we're talking about like Amari Cooper's not here. You got to fill that broadest. role. I mean, that's. I'm just saying, it's not impressive. a former scout. It looks great. You did a great job. Thanks, man. It's on his way. Oh, you have a scout's eye. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, appreciate scout's it. Eye. I've had a lot of great input and learning from from people around the building. So, <laughs> what's your question, Rob? You teased it. Mm. What are we talking about? We're what? talking draft. You. <laughs> yeah, I just want to carry over the discussion from pre-break about. Goodness. We're talking guard, we're talking receiver, mm-hmm. and I know I'm crossing over from the draft show because I know you guys have discussed this, but like, which is deeper? Which, I mean, is there a, one of those two spots where you feel like... We guard specifically? Yeah, like we can't wait past the second round, maybe. Offensive line. You cannot wait. Uh, if you don't get an offensive line in the first... Maybe the second. If you get lucky, there's a starter in the second. You're not getting a plug-and-play offensive lineman outside of pick 56. You and it, it, you may even have to get lucky at pick 56. If you're going to draft a starter plug-and-play, which is what we've talked about on this show, what yes. we've talked about on the draft show, if you're dra- drafting a plug-and-play guy who's going to come in and start as a left guard or a center as a rookie, you got to get him in the top 45 picks if you want to be a lock. Wide receiver, you can get a plug-and-play wide receiver all the way to the third round. I think in the 88th range, you'll have a guy there that you like. I think there's guys that the Cowboys like at 50 or at 88. David Bell out of Purdue, a technician route runner. He's a little bit slow. He would probably be up in the mix if he wasn't necessarily a, a late. Let me find his numbers. We both had him in our mock draft that we came did. out Friday. Yeah, we yeah. did, and that was not planned by any no. means. But. I mean, he ran a four six five forty, which is really low for a wide receiver, but he runs great routes on his film. He has good hands. He can catch in traffic. He does a lot of those things. His numbers are going to knock his, sta- his stock a little bit. If he's there at 88, he's most likely going to be the selection. Mm. So I think you, you can look at offensive line in the first, maybe the second round. Wide receivers open all three rounds, maybe even into the fourth if you really see a guy fall. Maybe an injury issue there. He could fall to the fourth, and he still might be your third wide receiver because you're not necessarily looking for a number one, even though a number one would be great if you wanted to go get a guy in the first round. Do it. If you fall in love with a guy, don't waste your pick sitting there on an offensive lineman that you're not in love with. Go get the guy you you think will be a a high uh, high caliber high quality player. However, you can get starters later in the draft. And the, the name I keep hearing is is Green from from Andy. Kenyon Green. Yeah, yeah Kenyon Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the other some of the other guys maybe Linderbaum, who's a center uh, guard type yeah. uh, as well. But from from those guys that you are, are listening, even you're talking about Cross, uh, it, it, that can't miss. From 24, are, are you saying that we have a guy specifically mm-hmm. that if 
based off of your draft board or maybe what the front office is thinking, like, this is our guy at 24. We're not moving from this. I think there's three names there. One of them is a hope, and that's Tyler Linderbaum. I have no smoke where Tyler Linderbaum could be the pick. I have not heard a single thing from the front office. That's a there good isn't thing. anything here. Yeah, which might be a great thing. <laughs> Linderbaum would potentially be – he would be the can't-miss guy out of that group of guys at 24 specifically because I don't really know if Charles Cross is going to be there at 24. Does he play one position? Yes, center. And he does it very well. Does it exceptionally well. He's Jason Kelsey 2.0. He's uh, he's going to be a good center. A little undersized, but he's going to be fantastic for years to come. Kenyon Green and Zion Johnson are those other two names. Green out of uh, Texas A&M, Zion Johnson out of Boston College. But along with Tyler Linderbaum, those are the three names that are up at the top of the draft board because of their, their fit in terms of the 20 to 30 range. And, of course, they're fit with the Cowboys where they need a guy on the offensive line. I think all three of them are starters. I think all three of them are capable to come in and be better than what the Cowboys had a year ago at the left guard or center spots, depending on where they're selected. I don't necessarily think you can find that later on. I'm just going – just real quick, I just was going through the Cowboys' history this century, drafting guard, Mm -hmm. and to find a plug-and-play guy to take your – to borrow your phrase – I mean, it has to be in the first two rounds. It's, I mean, it's been Zach Martin in 2014. That's a pretty good pick, huh? It's Yeah, it worked out pretty good. I mean, Connor Williams stepped in right away in 2018. Second round pick. And you can go beyond that, man. you got to go all the way back, I think, to 2002 with, with, with Andre Girard. You know? That one worked out pretty well, too, I mean, huh? Guys like Doug Free stepped in, played fourth round, but it wasn't, it wasn't right away. So at that position, when they've hit on guys, it's been in the first – whatever you know 60 picks does that make you feel better about the situation or no no it it doesn't um and the reason it doesn't no it does and the thing about it linderbaum i'm I'm torn on him you know because of what we had from biotish and i know that everybody all of a sudden is is taking a pass on biotish but when you invest that kind of time in developing a guy and you he gets to the point where hey He's actually he's turning into something. He's got a, a full more, you know, a couple years more of, of lifting weights, nutrition, all those things under his belt. Can he be what we need him to be? He came out of college. You were high on him. He has all of the same accolades as the other guys. You're saying is a can't miss prospect. Go to guard because yeah. your guard is going to be the guy that's going to be the driving force of your offensive line. Yeah. We have that on, with Martin on the other side, but we. We've just been lacking in that area. If that's a, if that's a, we need this. We we gotta have it. This is where we are at 24th and 24 pick 24. Or if we can't get it in the second round, that's that's my only point. Is on. it more important? I feel like this is in pertaining to a center position. Is it more important to plug your holes with draft picks, or is it more important to upgrade? Yeah, that's the question that you're having to ask with these two positions. And I mean, I I think you need to plug your holes. Yeah. Because I've been asked that question specifically. Because I am. I'm very high on Tyler Linderbaum. He's my number nine player in the draft. If he's there at 24, he's best player available for me. However, somebody has asked me the question previously, and they're saying, would you rather have Tyler Biotish playing as a starter, or would you ever have, rather have Connor McGovern playing as a starter? Because at the moment, unless you get back up in the top 45 picks and use your second-round pick to go up and get somebody that you like that falls, maybe one of these names that we're talking about, Unless you do something like that, that's the decision you're making. Who are you replacing? You're replacing Connor McGovern at left guard or Tyler Biotish at center. And honestly, I'm looking at Connor McGovern as that guy, as the guy who's not going to be the better player out of those two. I would feel much more comfortable with Tyler Biotish having to be a starter yeah. in 2022 rather than having Connor Agreed. McGovern in that regard. Agreed. 
then Green is your guy. Then Green or, or <laughs> Zion Green Johnson. is my guy, and Zion Johnson's who I think will be the guy. If I had to put a, a guess, and I put this out on my mock draft on DallasCowboys.com, if I put a guy there, it would be Zion Johnson. It would be that would be who the pick would be right now. Any teams you worry about jumping you and grabbing either guy in the early twenties, late uh, late teens? No, because I think if somebody's going to jump in this draft, they're going to go get a quarterback that they like. Because oh, I, I mean, I mean, just mean picking in front of twenty four. Oh, picking in general, yeah, not trading up. I think the Eagles could maybe snag him. I think the Cardinals need an interior offensive lineman. If they go and get, yeah, they need all offensive linemen. If we're being real, they could draft a tackle, they could draft a guard, a center. So I think an offensive lineman will probably be off the board at 23, which could be one of those names. I think the Steelers will probably go with a maybe a quarterback at that point. Eagles, Chargers, Saints, Cardinals. Those are really the teams up at the top that I think could take those guys that we're talking about with Zion Johnson and Linderbaum and Kenyon Green. Those are the areas of, of worry that I yeah. have. Because, you know, Hellman's big thing is – he wants a receiver at 24. He always wants well, a receiver. I mean, at it's more fun. It's more fun. It is it's fun. a more fun position. And it mainly, though, because the quality of player, the chance you could get a, just a better player that plays wide receiver there. My, my issue, and that's why I asked about down the line, like, these are, it, that's, a, that's a need. Offensive line is a big, big need. Huge need. So, how long can you wait? That's my question. You know? Yeah. Outside the top forty-five, wait, you're you're getting wait. lucky. No, I can't wait. Can't wait. So offensive unless, line, unless you sign a guy after the draft. But oh. at this point, who you sign and it's just going to be plug and play, and you feel great about it. It's like pretty. They, I mean, pretty you know, dried they, up. They've waited to the point where I don't think that's going to be a. That's really realistic. The milk's gone dry. Well, it, if, and if they go choice. wide receiver, <laughs> if they go wide receiver in the first round, then they are just throw your hands up. <laughs> Hey, I mean, you, you, throw your hands up. Forget about it. I mean, they are sold on the guys that they have, and McGovern is is starting. And Stop this come on, what happened team. to your twenty four or twenty nineteen first round pick? What happened to it? Traded it for Amari Cooper. Twenty nineteen, yeah. Twenty twenty. What happened with your first round pick? Oh my gosh, it was C D Lamb. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've two of the last three years have been wide receivers that have been taken in the first round. Why? It, are we chasing? Going to do three of four? Chased I don't. I don't because I make I'm it three a, I'm of four. I don't think you have. Well, I mean, you're not going to get the same caliber player if you wait. But they've shown they can draft Michael Gallup in the third round. It could be a starter. Like I just think you can wait on that position. So Maybe too. more so than offensive line. And once again, you don't need a number one. You got to give Ceedee Lamb a chance to be a number one. You got to give Michael Gallup There's a no five year, sixty two million dollar deal that's out there. And let him roll with it. You can go get a number three guy, and he's going to give you plenty of production. It doesn't matter who you put in this system, right? It doesn't matter. That's what. I, that's kind of what I'm leading to, I'm to a saying, certain extent. Kellen Moore, because that, I mean. And you say that you're sarcastically, t- yeah, you're but, doing it's, t- but it's for cheap. real. That's the, that's the way the organization That's the way feels. they're thinking. And they've, de- and t- look, I, don't, I won't say devalued uh, the wide receiver position, so to speak, but they're just saying that, hey, we don't need a guy to come in here $20 million a year and not give us the production we need. They're setting precedents for that. If you're going to get paid 20, you're going to produce like a guy that's getting paid 20. You lost your one, your four, and your six. It's a lot of production just walked out of the door. Um, one, yeah. You're one, you're four, and you're six. He's walked four out is of as here. good as a two a lot of Absolutely. And, and he's going to be that. When is, <laughs> when is number two coming back, too? That's the other question. Oh, yeah. Me. So you have a number two. And he'll be back, but when? 
you know, is, is how what's training camp look like? What's the first month of the season look like? But names we hadn't talked about, we hadn't talked much about Zeke. We hadn't talked much about where Dak takes the next level. I mean, you, you paid him $75 million. He has to make the next step as a quarterback neither, to be that game changer. Neither one of those guys, Heckman, can do what you or anybody else in Cowboys Nation expects them to do if you don't fill the gaps at the office. No, I feel you 100%. So, so, so I, don't, I don't think that we can dis- – we're not disregarding the conversation. It's just that their success is dictated on who they put up front. So, which is why we're all in agreement that they need to pick a dog on guard, not a swinging guard, but a guard. Yeah, that's what either my, one of those guys are going to be a guard. They played multiple positions in college, okay. but Zion Johnson and Kenyon Green don't get it wrong, don't yeah, get yeah. it twisted. They are guards. That's that's what I'm saying. If if you're talking about going out on the limb and getting a wide receiver at one, yeah, that's why I'm saying yeah, that's, that's, this is the this is what you need to build throw on. The, throw the whole cake away. And Ooh, I, I mean, Kyle said, I mean, some of the Don't visits that are being reported that they're talking to guys. I mean, that's what throws me off. That's what they're doing. I'm not listening to what throws me off. I refuse to. Uh, I refuse. It's well, not really it's, reports. It's, they were in the building. I mean, you invite a lot of people well, in the building. I just, I just mean, we're not putting out the full list. No, we're not there. But no, I hear you. I'm, the yeah. full list will come out, though. No, it's out. It's out. It's the out. list is out. The list is out. We didn't put it out. It's out there. Oh. Yeah. But insider trading. No, somebody. What <laughs> us? I promise that. Uh, we like our jobs, but the, the the whole thought process behind it was: Why are there so many first round? I mean, Chris Olave, Drake London, Traylon Burks were all guys up at the top of that list. I mean, we even got to report it on the Blitz because they were all up at the top of that list. And the scouting report, or scouting department, or the front office, is like, yeah, go ahead, talk about it. I just want to say, Alave, I love him. I, I think great he's player, a great, great wide receiver. But there's a guy behind him next year that really y'all should just <laughs> kind of chill out and wait till he comes out. You just like Jackson Smith and Jake because he's saying, a rock wall product uh, I'm, I'm and he's just, hey, kind of a badass. Boy, I'm telling you, next year's class. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm jumping ahead. All right, let's take a break. <laughs> One thing that we Tell haven't you. been talking about in the draft is secondary. Why is that? Are we set at the secondary spot for the first time in any offseason that we can really remember in recent memory when we talk about it right after the break? New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar and a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network's busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where Turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. 
Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more. Essilor, as Heckma Harrison sees more, he yes. does more because he Essilors. That's right. Yes. You know what? I, I was rocking my Essilors. A lot of people have been giving me compliments on my Essilor sunglasses. Because they're phenomenal. They're fire. Those top guns. They're fire. Guns. I need another set. I need another yeah. set. I need, it's, it's been a year. It's yeah, time for about a new to frame. Say, it's coming up on a year, and guess who still hasn't gotten his set of Essilors? I'll take his set. We'll get another set once you know, you know who what? does, you know I what. Know. I need to, I need another set because all I wear is sunglasses. Right? I don't wear reading glasses or anything like that, you know, because I got this x-ray vision. But um, <clears throat> but I need Flex. some uh, – my colors suck, though. <laughs> I can't see colors for crap. But I need another set of shades, man. That, would that explain your turnover percentage in college? Ooh. No, it was low. It was low. It was low. <laughs> the lowest interception percentage in the whole freaking University of Washington history. Tell you that much. <laughs> I can't see Washington's colors. Washington's never really had great quarterbacks. <laughs> I, bet they never what? Do that. I bet they never do that either. What? You never divulged that either, did you? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Coach, I, That's right. I can't see colors. Hey, I would throw that. What's that? Uh, no, I'm going to take a run. I'm gone. <laughs> take a run. Keep your, keep your interception percentage low. <laughs> I want to. You know what's funny? Funny. Uh, here we go. Funny quote. So when in, back in college, right? My wife was actually. I, she wasn't my wife back then, obviously, but she was dating a defense lineman back at the time on my team, and so she was Where's off limits. Going? She was off limits for like ten years. All right, but um, you know, statute limitations. But once that you know exited, I was I inserted myself back into the you conversation. You married your teammates? What? This is college. Mr. Stelio girl. Oh, he just said there's Mr. statute Stelio limitations. Girl. There's a statute limitations. Don't drop anything around Isaiah. No. <laughs> <laughs> What I was getting at is that she hated me as a quarterback in college. Really? Yeah. She I hated you as a quarterback. She, she hated me because she said I will always run. <laughs> I was like, well, I was running for my life. And did you tell I can't see colors? That's like... <laughs> well, you're running from your own teammates. <laughs> but she hates to this day, she's like, I hated you as a quarterback. I was like, well, thanks, man. Wow. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for the support. Learn something mm. about you every podcast. Yeah, Amen. Hey, Nine touchdowns, six interceptions in 2005. 2005. 11 games started. Isaiah Stanback then went on to 2006, played in seven games, had 10 touchdowns and three interceptions. Hello. Hello. So before your injury, you were really you were on fire. Oh, yeah, I was about to be MVP, baby. Hey, you're on the mm. wall, right? I, I, I at, somehow at the athletic department. Somehow I made the wall. Uh, I mean, wall. It's I mean, hey, amongst the just I was vaulted s- names of Jake Browning and Keith Price and yeah. Jake Locker Damn, and Kyle. I mean, Ronnie Cody. Hey, Cody Pickett, there's a gentleman by the name of Cody Pickett who was up for the Heisman when I first got there. It's true. He was really freaking. Yeah, good. Started three years. Right? Warren Moon. You darn right. Warren Moon. Yeah. Like, Warren yeah. Moon. Seventy six and seventy seven. Yeah. Oh, the Hewer brothers. The Pickett still owns the single game passing performance. Mm. He's a beast now. Four hundred fifty five yards in one game. Yeah. Can we Arizona. change? Can we change your Wikipedia page 
Probably, I don't know how to do that. I don't. You what guys. Should. He's in like the old New England Patriots gear. He probably asked him. To hey, do I that. had no neck he too. Asked asked hey, I was <laughs> diesel back then. You ever touched your Wikipedia page? I've never touched it. I didn't know you. I could. don't know how to. I do think it. anybody can get on there and edit. Can honestly. you? Did you see? Yeah. You see those shoulders right there? They look like the wooden coat hangers from like. I don't know who our sponsor is, but <laughs> the ones from the hotel. <laughs> from the Omni. <laughs> like, yeah, there you go. From the Omni. Yeah. The Omni hotel wooden hangers are freaking nice. <laughs> they'll charge you if you leave with it, though. Huh. So do you know? Yeah, they'll get you. Let me ask you this, Isaiah. Do you know, how, <laughs> do you know the most passing yards you had in one game? Uh, I think it was Notre Dame game, I think. Mm. Ring the bell. What is it? 400? No. What was it? Mario. It was Mario Cal. Coin. Cal. 301. No, 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 no. Go to Notre Dame. What is no this is top passing performances in the game. Oh, performance. Surpassed 300-yard yeah, right passing oh, mark twice. Right. 353, my bad. That's yeah. My bad. And then Cal, Cal was 301, Notre yeah. Dame 355. Yeah. Ooh, How about the Irish? Passing yeah. total, the 14th most ever yes, at Washington. That was terrible. Yeah, we had some bad teams back then. That's okay. <laughs> you were great on the NCAA football video games. Oh, I was a beast. People yeah. still come up to me to this day about <laughs> yeah. NCAA football. Really? They're like, oh, I used to use you all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I was the fastest quarterback in the, in the country at the time. So it was right after like Vince Young kind of yeah. like emerged as a video game star yeah. because you could you could have the yeah. dual threat, and then Isaiah was the next man yeah. up. Is that game coming back within it is. now? Yeah, it is. Can we can we get it back now? Yep. Yeah, as long as they I'm going to create Isaiah and roll. All right, let's talk about the secondary. Final ten minutes here of talking Cowboys. Isaiah Stanback, Washington football legend. Heck <laughs> Harrison, <laughs> or right. Texas football legend. <laughs> Rob Phillips. He, he can't see colors though. Yeah, Texas <laughs> Football no legend. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Uh, secondary hasn't necessarily been in that conversation in terms of cornerbacks, safety, because of the guys the Cowboys have returning. It looks like at the cornerback spot, Trayvon Diggs, of course, leading the way, Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis all returning, along with some newcomers like Kelvin Joseph and Nashawn Wright that were picked in the top 100 of last year's NFL draft. Then at safety, you've got Jaron Curse back, Malik Hooker's back. On a deal, Donovan Wilson still mulling around there in the backside of the defense. Is the secondary set, Rob, or is it kind of tinkering on the edge of being an actual need in the future? It looks pretty set to me um, because they didn't change anything. Mm -hmm. You know, they got Trayvon Diggs. They got, I mentioned Jordan Lewis earlier. They got Anthony Brown on the outside and potentially Kelvin Joseph pushing him like they thought could happen as early as last season. And Malik Hooker now projects as a starting safety with, with J. Ron Kearse kind of playing safety linebacker, whatever you want to call it. I mean, to me, it's it's <laughs> can't say this a lot over the last few years, but the secondary looks about as stable as any position on the roster right now. Oh, God. Can you say that again? Oh, I just want to hear it. I'm knocking on it right the now. The safety secondary looks about as stable as any position on the roster right now. I mean, they didn't really change anything. So, I mean, and, and, sounds that, great, and, and you've though. got young players that you hope ascend. Like, that's that's what you hope for at a lot of positions. And that's not really the case at other positions. The only thing they changed was their numbers. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they numbers changed. Change numbers. Yes. Jordan Lewis wearing number two. Anthony Brown's wearing number three. And I just got used to seeing him in a different number. And now he's so confusing, bro. It's the third time he's changed numbers. Is so that confusing. what it is? He went from 26 to not 27. No, and back not a fan. To two. It threw me off, man. Let no. me ask you this, Isaiah. Yeah. Do you think they changed because of Diggs changing the seven and Man, I can't single digits and people so think they can? Single digit looks cooler. It, I mean, looks it cool. does look cooler. Yeah. I don't know, but it, it makes it difficult as all heck for somebody watching a game. Maybe that's why they did it. 
They see seven out there thinking he's a wide receiver. <laughs> Look, if I you're told throwing you, to the wrong color jersey, you're having Isaiah Stanback <laughs> exactly. issues. That's <laughs> the problem here. Exactly. I told you guys all last season, be confident in Anthony Brown. Didn't I? <laughs> you what? Nailed, you nailed that one. <laughs> but you know what? He came out and he proved all of the naysayers wrong. He had a strong camp. I mean, aside from... Heckman was cutting the guy after the Tampa Bay Look, game. Man, I mean... <laughs> Antonio Brown, like, is still running. Okay. You're not wrong. <laughs> he's still running right now. With okay. his shirt, Waiting, off, with his shirt off, he's still, he's he's still going. He's still going, okay? But, I mean, you, that's what you had. I mean, and he started to compete over the season. And, and you obviously, with Trayvon Diggs and the job that he did last year, man, that's no comparison to, to the work that he put in. But on the other side, we were thinking that, man, he may be the Achilles heel of the defense, and he d- ended up not being that. Mm-hmm. I know we're supposed to be talking about the secondary, but I forgot that Keanu Neal signed somewhere else as well. So we're, we're down to two. <sighs> I feel like you're just trying to find something to be mad at. I'm he's, not. He's in, he's in Tampa. No. Yeah, he left. Hey, he's going, I get, going back I to get Malik too. Turner. No, I'm just. Yeah. We have two Keanu linebackers. Neal didn't really do anything. Three linebackers. Sorry, I don't know much about the Jabril Cox, Devontae Bond, but Jabril Cox, Cox and Vanderish. Vanderish. You have Luke Gifford. Luke. Have, Luke. And then you have Micah. And they. They view Jaron as part of that mix, honestly, because yeah. he's in the box so much. But I'm not saying they got great numbers, but I'm saying that you know they they don't feel as crazy about it as others might. This is one of those times, like, like you and I, like I I'm, I'm with you. With like I, numbers aren't great; they're not as good. No, I mean, last bad. year that looked like the deepest position on the team. Yeah. So, how's Jabril Cox? Do we have any reports on him? Should be ready to go, start of the season. That's the goal. Like John Legend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kelvin Joseph is the the guy in this whole mix that you want to be a contributor. You want him to push Jordan Lewis. Uh, You want him to push Anthony Brown. Um, This is he didn't. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I think when when I think of Kelvin Joseph, this this year is going to be important for him. Huge. You know, if if he wants to mature, be the player that the organization thinks that he is. He is because they put a lot of things in his. On his plate, and I don't know if he handled it handled it very well in his first year, uh, but he has to show uh, the organization that he's matured. What's it say in your heart? No, your heart says no. My heart says no uh, because I, I don't know how. Com- you talk about willing guys willing to do these things. How willing is he to make changes within himself and be yeah. a professional? It's one thing of being a college athlete, but then when you get to this level, who's a pro? Yeah. And, and I don't know if he's that. I, I, but I don't know him on a personal sure. level, but everything yeah. that he projects For sure. doesn't project I'm a pro. Kyle, what's it say in your heart in regards to Boss Man Fat? Uh, I'm kind of right there with you, okay. but he has to produce. Because, I mean, mm. look at the look at the last second-round picks, most recent second-round picks that the Cowboys have put out there on the table, and look at the history. Trayvon Diggs in 2020. He's certainly produced. Connor McGuff, or excuse me, Tristan Hill in 2019. He hasn't necessarily produced. He's still here, but are we yeah. confident in Tristan Hill? Is he kind of an afterthought? Absolutely. He's not one of those guys at the, the top. Connor Williams was a starter, second round pick in, in 2018. Chidobi Awuzie, second round pick in 2017. Starter, Jalen oh, Smith, 2016. Starter, even after an injury, Reg- Randy Gregory, 2015. Starter, Demarcus Lawrence, 2014. Starter, he's got to contribute. Because if not, He's he's going to be an afterthought. But in your heart, it says what? Right this second? No. No. Right. No, I think I think AB's still the guy there. I agree. Doesn't mean he can't take a step. Because when he played late in the season, you saw flashes. 
but I think talent. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd lean towards experience. There. Yeah, he has all the talent in the world. So, what's stopping him from taking the next step? Yeah. Why don't they trust him? That's I, the question. I mean, and and look, he did have. He got in a full training camp, so you can't say, well, he didn't have an offseason. Hmm. But he did miss six games with a groin injury yep. that set him back. Sure. So, so, you know, hopefully another full and, – and hopefully it's a full offseason, no COVID restrictions. That's what everybody's hoping. But prior to that you injury, did you, how did you feel? Uh, he, he did not – I mean – He wasn't impressive. He, he got hurt in the, Jack, the final preseason game against yep. Jacksonville. It was obvious that A.B. was the starter. Yeah. He didn't win that job yeah. before the injury. That's that's the one thing he has to take that second year. I agree. That second year jump, or else he's he's a afterthought in the room. And if if he would have won that injury, or excuse me, won that battle prior to the injury, Anthony Brown may not be yeah. a he cowboy this year. Correct. He may not be here. You correct. may have saved the five million dollars that would. That be was probably the plan when they drafted him. Correct. Honestly, yeah, yeah. If him or would, Jordan, yeah. I mean, either one, one of the two. Sure. Now, Terrence Steele is the reason why Lyle Collins isn't here anymore. Really, yeah, I mean, the main point. reason why. Salary, man, and the suspension in the yeah, that didn't help. But I mean, <laughs> if you're you got a guy who's on a undrafted rookie contract versus saving ten million bucks who played just as well or better at right tackle, I mean, that's so many some decisions you just make easy for people. I mean, it's yeah, just, that's, that's, that's just one of them. But I, it crossed my mind when we were talking about guard. It's like you really think he couldn't have played guard. Because if you move Lyle mm. Collins to guard, yeah, you're not saving money, but maybe you wouldn't be worried about guard at 24. I, I'm just – I'm spitballing. I agree with you, but I think there was some injury his, no, history I, I, there. They, they don't – clearly didn't think he could do it. They don't think he can play. Uh, Cincinnati thinks he can play. No, I mean – And they went out to guard. Him. Moved to guard. Yeah, but, but – I mean, they, they, they cut him well straight as... out. They cut him straight yeah. up. And it didn't really save him a ton of money. Maybe did this year. Next year, not so much. So, yep. But – Kelvin Joseph at the top of the list in terms of guys that need to take that second-year jump. I mean, I'll n- name some of the others. Osei Digizua, Chauncey Golston, Nashawn Wright, Jabril Cox, Josh Ball, wow. Simi Fajoko. Anybody there? I mean, above Kelvin Joseph, more pressure to take a second-year jump? Uh, it, Chauncey Golston. Chauncey's there, too. He's, he's going to be right in the mix. I mean, we you lose Randy Gregory. We're still chasing from the edge position. We have ever since DeMarcus Ware, and I don't care what anybody says. I agree. We have been chasing this position, and we finally get to a young crop in here it, that goes into Dan Quinn's rotation. And Chauncey Golson, he did produce, but – you know, next year you're going to ask a lot more of him, especially if they don't go in those first three picks and get any defensive help. Yeah, that's a good one. I I'll throw. We mentioned Josh Ball earlier, and because whoever wins that swing tackle job, history says you're going to be a starter at some point this season. Mm. Tyron Smith is probably going to the Hall of Fame, but he missed five games last year, 14 games the year before. No, he missed six games last year, 14, and then three games for four straight seasons 2016 through 19 i mean you have to be prepared for that you know so and unless they draft a guy or sign a, a veteran to fill that role it's could be josh ball and, and just lastly i just want to say when it comes down to this draft i know we're leading right up to it T- the tight end position is so important yeah. huge and i and i don't think that there's enough emphasis being p- placed on it i know we we got the tag on Schultz. we got sprinkle back but we are going to have to get a guy that can block 
in yeah. here that can do both. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've, I've not made it a secret that George Kittle is one of my favorite tight ends, and it is because he is Conan the destroyer at the tight end position. And in Kellen Moore's offense, if he has that at, at the tight end, he can do anything. It opens up everything that he wants to That's do. That's a great point, yeah. There's some steam, there's some momentum heading in your way of Charlie Kohler out of Iowa State. There's a little bit of momentum heading that direction what at round? the moment. What round? Fourth. That's, you got to check him out. That's, no, that's, that's the Dalton Schultz round, you know. Mm-hmm. You could find a tight end. 6'6", six, six, 250. He's, it's moving that direction. There's some guys. Or you could go with a Jelani Woods. Who's he's a freak. absolutely massive. Oh, he's a freak. Six foot seven. One of it tested, literally tested as the highest graded tight end prospect in the history of the analytical side of the NFL draft. He was a ten out of ten on the the grade scale in terms of his athleticism, his size, and like his. his but why does he have a third round grade? And inconsistent film. Okay, his film's not very good. But it's he, weird to me. That's the guy great. with all those. He tested better than Kyle Pitts. He tested better what? than what's wrong? Anybody really? That'd make so. you feel better, right? Get a run blocking tight. He's end. been slouching since we talked about tight ends. Hold on to the draft magazine. Hold on to the draft magazine. Real quick, are, yep. you, are you closing out? Yeah, go for it. Well, I just before we get out of here, I just think let's just send oh, condolences yes. to family for Jer- Gary Brown, Absolutely. Rayfield Wright, Dwayne Haskins. He's yeah, a, just a. Terrible weekend of news in the NFL. Yeah, former running backs coach Gary Brown passing away. Rayfield Wright, Hall of Fame member, of course, member of this organization for many, many years, and uh, a key contributor to the community as well. And then, yeah, the the pass, the tragic passing of of Dwayne Haskins in Florida. I just gotta say this about Rayfield Wright, man. You, you know this this story franchise. You have so many great titans that came through here, and Rayfield Wright was one of those guys. Um, I would see him at our fundraiser. Uh, him and, and guys like Cliff Harris and mm-hmm. you know uh, Tony Dorsett. These are guys that. When they left, they took a lot of glory with them, and they now have yellow jackets. But you know, I think as fans, as the game, the narr- the, the 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 game advances, a lot of times people forget about those guys. Yeah. But they're the guys that actually set the standard here, and that's why this organization is what it is. Right. Because of, he was the first big cat. I know people know Leon yeah. Led as a big cat. He was the first big cat, the guy that played the position. Like they had never seen anything like Rayfield Wright when he played in the 70s and so you know I think a lot of these guys you have to give them their flowers now it's not enough to give it to them after they're gone while they're here and so when I see any what's in any of these guys come to I freak out you know because it's it's the game that they played and and they put so much of their heart and soul into it for you know Tony Darsett guys like that they have to get their flowers now so when Rayfield passed man it obviously condolences to him and his family Uh, but man a great cowboy on yeah. the field, he was he was like Tyron Smith before Tyron Smith. Yes. Play, I mean, right tackle was the guy. Played in five Super Bowls. Nobody Jeez. played in more Super Bowls in the NFL history than Rayfield Wright. And off the field, just a great, such man. a nice man, man, and just a good person. And and uh, same same for Gary Brown. I mean, the first time I met Gary Brown was first training camp. I came back 2015. Jason Garrett got rid of the the basketball court by the player rooms over there in Oxnard, but at that point it was still out there, and he would, he came and shot hoops with us. I mean, just just every everybody loved Gary Brown, you know, yeah. incredible, and, and, and man. a great coach too.
Yeah, it's been a hard week for sure. And, and of course, passing our condolences on as a show. Glad we got to fit that in. Thanks, Rob, for that. That does it for us here on Talking Cowboys. We'll be back next week, 1130 Central Time in the morning. Let's talk some draft next week. We've got two shows till the NFL draft, only two, and we're going to figure it out. We're going to fix this team when we come back next week. For Chris Beam, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Heckman Harrison, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the star in Frisco. We'll see you next week on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!